Team Family Squadron. Now, here's a guy. <laughs> now, here is a guy who I love to pieces. We're talking about one of the grittiest people I know, an absolute manifestation of all things the grit stands for. We've got million-dollar rep Carson Blazard here on the landing pad. I can't wait to pick his brain. But as for right now, welcome out to yet another episode of the landing pad. Cars, once and for all, dude. The last name getting it wrong is just, this needs to be corrected once and for all. Give it to us. I know Ethan just said it right, so I'm not. He did. I said it right. But give it to us the exact way that it should be pronounced and everything. Blazard. Not Blizzard. Not Blizzard. Not, I don't know what else you've heard. Yeah, pretty much everything. Everything under the sun, I've heard it. <laughs> so, and for the record, it is like, you look at it, like, I actually don't know how to say that. But Carson, we are so glad to have you on the podcast how are you doing, dude? I'm doing great, dude. It feels long, insane to be here. Long overdue. Long oh, yeah. overdue. No, Carson, we're going to get right into it because this guy has, I think that this podcast, sometimes I look at our guys' resumes, for example, Corbin Hansen, and a lot of those, they're not really relatable. They're like, oh, Golden Doors first year, and then a double is second. It's like, okay, so that guy just built that's different. That's pretty nuts. Right? And it's like, for him, it's like all the young guys that are like wanting to level up and start hot. But I love your resume because it's like, okay, like, okay, I can actually, like, this is something I'm here in his four-year journey, like, listening to the, this podcast can help me get to where I really want to go. So just so we know, in 2020, you started 248 satellite accounts. TV. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Dish, uh, DirecTV, what were you selling? Dish Network. Uh, yep. The Hopper 3. The Hopper <laughs> <laughs> record 16 channels at once damn I'm in dude. On that. yeah 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 i need I, 248 of those bad boys mm -hmm. love that 2021 you found the 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 light at the grip went from 248 how much wait how much did you make off 248 i have no TV? idea yeah tv what do you make like per account per account there's actually pretty wide range but like top of the pay scale you're probably getting like 300 bottom of the pay scale it's like 120 mm yeah. <laughs> yeah. So not, not, not ripping tons yeah. of cash off these deals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which I don't even know. There's no contract value, so I don't know, like, how much. I was so confused. I don't like Based off how many channels and how many hopper boxes you got installed. Yeah, their the credit. You get paid off, like, how well they qualify in credit. Mm, yeah. Clear. Transparent. Okay, then moving to the grit. 350 accounts your first year with us. 282K. Uh, 2022. 380 accounts. Looks like you had a massive increase in contract value, 428K. Then this last year, out of left field, some people actually saw this coming. I actually think you were in some people's top Apple. tens, and people people called it 1,002 accounts, and you finished at a million dollars in revenue, which there's a lot, a lot, a lot to unpack here. Of course, just before we even get started, dude, I would love to know your transition from satellite to pest what did that look like yeah, give us the full story like let, let's because 
it's just so relatable. Like we get guy more often. I feel like guys coming from pest to pest or like, I feel like reps that just have a little bit bigger of like a market cap for just reps period. So we yep. get more just naturally from solar and alarms. Yeah. Or even just grit the, through and through. Yeah. There's just not a ton for sure of like satellite reps, but I, or, or dish reps. I just think that, what you stand for is like reps coming from maybe like the more obscure door-to-door options, whether it's Cutco or Kirby or <laughs> Dish or or Satellite or Fiber, whatever it is. Like there's all these things that tons of people sell door-to-door. I think you're an awesome representation of what like an actual transition and like three or four year path that the grit could look like. So yeah. I, I would love if you took us through the story. Yeah, so I was at my brother's friend in high school he recruited me to TV, went out and did it, and I w- loved it. I thought I'd never leave. Spent the whole offseason with them, and then, like, maybe a couple weeks before I was going to go back out for my next summer in TV. How, I, how much did you make that year, selling 250 TV accounts? 250 is I made 48 grand. Cool. Yeah. But I was, and that year I was rookie of the year, which I made 48 grand, which was great. I stoked on it. I thought I was the richest dude in the world. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was stoked. I was 18 and just stoked. And then I met my, I was trying to recruit my, one of my best friends from Cedar and McKay was talking to him and I was like, all right, dude, well, I'll meet with McKay just so I can tell him no. And then you'll come and sell with me. And then I got on a recruiting call with McKay and Josh Nielsen and it didn't go nearly how I expected. I was like, wow, these guys are actually like, they might have something going there. Yeah. So we went back and forth the next day. We had like a five hour zoom call. It was aggressive. And then we kind of went back and forth. I was in and then I was out and then I was in and then so many times. And then finally I came up to the office. And once I came into the office, I kind of realized I was like, okay, it's like, it's like different here. And then walk us through that though. What was the phone call, that first phone call that you were like, uh, this, what was different about whether it's, let's not even say grit pest. Why did pest control seem attractive to you versus satellite? Well, I'd like Satellite, like, they brainwashed it. Like, we were like, dude, I talked shit on segways. I was like, screw segways, screw pest control. Like, there's no way I'm doing any of that. I thought it was the dumbest thing in the world. I was like, dude, we we save people money. We don't add people bills. Like, I was so <laughs> bought into TV. It was crazy. Like, hell yeah. Hopper to the grave, baby. <laughs> I was, Hopper three. I was so, I loved it. Like, it was, it was, I never thought I'd leave. I thought I'd be with that company forever. Yeah. And then just seeing, like, the way they did it, it was more like, it was so long ago. Yeah, that was forever ago. Yeah. But I just remember meeting with like Josh and just everything just like made more sense. But it was just so, it was so hard because it was so opposite of everything that I'd thought and like been told up to that point. So hearing everything like Josh was talking about like their, how they're increasing contract values. And I was like, dude, what, what's a contract value? Like, what are we even talking? I was so confused. There's so much to like so much information. I was asking every question in the book. I asked so many questions because I was so skeptical calling friends that had done past just like, dude, did they really have like a six sixty contract value? Like that's like high, right? Like I was like, dude, no way. Like they say they're going to be above 700. And I was like, dude, there's no way. And then someone told me about the, the bundle. And I was like, what the hell is a bundle? Like you should, I was so, yeah. But um, what was different was, I don't know if I could really put my finger on exactly what was different, but I could just tell, like, I was like, okay, these guys are like going for it. Cause I wanted to be like, I wanted to really push myself and like go for like really big numbers. And I could just tell like going and talking to like McKay who'd ripped, did a thousand accounts his second year, Josh, 
Ben came in there. I remember the next day on that really long Zoom, the five-hour Zoom call. McKay didn't have premium, so like we had to do like four different calls. Um, <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Sick. Um, that makes me laugh. Like Cody. Cody came in. Drew came in. Like just for like, just popped in. And I was just like, the amount that they sold, I was like so skeptical. But I was like, dude, like I want that. Like that's what I wanted to do. And this just fit way better because I really wanted to like go and push super hard. Yeah. How many did like a top satellite guy sell? Five, I think like at, when I was doing it, like one of the all-time records, like 600. Cool. Which is a ton. Like there's not very many 10 days. Yeah. Cause then dude, looking at, right. Continuing to look and let's just jump straight into this last year. I mean, let's give the, Hey, let's give the people what they want. That's what they're game for. So you went from 428 K to a million, right? 380 accounts to a thousand and two accounts, right? Like it, it wasn't just like a crazy increase in tr contract value. Dude, it actually looks like it was actually, did you decrease your contract value this year versus last year? Yeah. Yeah, you just sold way more accounts. Dude, talk to us about, like, the switch you found or the gear you found. Or talk talk to us about 2022 to 2023. What was going through your head and how did you double? Because you didn't have, like, a 430K, which was slept on, for the yeah. record, at the grip, to 1,000 accounts and a mil. Dude, that's a massive double. Massive. Dude, walk us through that. I think it... A lot of it started just kind of like, so first year, 2021, my first year with the grit, I was going for, uh, I was going for 600 K. I wanted the green jacket and I just didn't know what I was getting myself into. Didn't know what I was committing to. And I didn't, I wasn't close. I didn't even do half that. And then the next year I was like, okay, this is what I need to do. I moved up to Orem. I lived in Orem. I was in the office, like the whole, that whole off season. And then right before the summer of 2022, I wrecked my dirt bike like two days before I was supposed to leave, tore a ligament in my wrist and messed my arm up. And that was just like, for me, that was like a huge thing. Cause I just had, I moved up to Orem. Everything was like supposed to go perfect. I was supposed to get a golden door and I was so bought in. And then I did that and then I didn't get out. I got surgery. I didn't get out until like mid-May. Supposed to go out April 1. Then just grinded that summer. That summer was tough. It was really tough just like with my arm I had to fly back like five times it was a short summer how to get pins pulled out and then come back out and go back and forth and then so I feel like I would have done one didn't mm. and then so I like really like was like okay dude next year like I don't care what happens it doesn't matter golden door for sure I'm going to do a golden door and like I don't care what happens like breaking my arm before that summer sucked because then I got out there got infected I had to cut holes in my cast with like a circle saw I bought from Home Depot. And it was just so, hmm. it was so, it was like, I don't know. I shouldn't have been there. Like I should have been home. <laughs> like I just shouldn't have been. It was, it was, that was a battle. Dumb. And then before the summer, like right before GPS, I met with McKay and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go for like Golden Door, but I'll probably do more. And I met with Cal and I was like, I'm going to do Golden Door, probably do more. And both of them were like, dude, like just go out there and compete. Like go out there and compete with Seeger, go out there and compete with, with Brock Grieve, like with Kinzel, with, just go and compete. And then I told, I was like, kind of like, maybe I'll do like 800. And then Kyle was like, dude, if you do 800, why don't you just do a million? And I was like, yeah, but like 200K is like still like a lot. Like, I don't know. And I kind of wasn't all there. And then we went to the GPS. GPS was so inspiring, like right before that summer. And I was sitting at the end, Josh Nielsen had us break up and sit in the, in the, at the time, Vivian Arena. And he was like, we were all, it was all about the 100 mil. And he was like, what do you commit to doing to the hundred mil? And I remember sitting there with my, my notebook and I was like, dude, a thousand counts would be crazy. 
because a thousand counts is like the OG Golden Door. It's plus like I was in, I was going to sell Bimos. So I was like, I'll be about a thousand, a thousand accounts, million in revenue. And I was like, so scared to write it down on the paper. And I remember I was like, dude, just go for it. Just like, go for it. And I wrote down, I'm going to do that. I will do a thousand accounts and I won't come home until I do it. And it was so, and I was terrified because I didn't want to write it down. Cause I knew if I wrote it down, it was like, dude, like if you write that down and you don't do it, that has like, that'll like, I was like, dude, you're, you'll like, you've already not hit your goal twice. I'm not, not hitting my goal again. So I knew whatever I wrote down on that paper was like, dude, you have to, you have to do it. And I wrote it down and it was terrifying. I was shaking. It was, it was like actually really crazy. And then you went out and you did it. Yeah. Yeah. And then went out and just one day after another one account at a time. What What's the craziest thing, dude, is like people will hear you say that, dude, like I know for a fact, most people like they would write that in their book and it's like, they have no idea where that journal's at. They didn't care. It was on a piece of paper, dude. What about you? And like, your like, what makes you, you, when you wrote down a thousand, you're like, well, shit, now I got to do it. Like how? That, 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 that doesn't make sense to a ton of people, right? Why yeah. is it, why, why is it like that for you? I think a lot of times, and even like growing up, growing up, um, even like all through high school, I was always pretty big. I was pretty like, and I hated it. And I was always really heavy. Mm. And like, I like always let myself down. I, I'm the king of like, I was the king of letting myself down. I quit everything I ever did. Played football, quit. Cause when, as soon as it got hard, wrestled, quit. As soon as it got hard basketball quit as soon as it got hard everything I did I quit as soon as it got hard and then I came out and I fell in love with door to door and then I like went for a golden door once didn't get it went for another golden door felt like I'd prepared and like put in the time and like actually like did what I needed to do to get a golden door mess up my arm short summer don't do it next year I was like dude like I don't care like I'm not not I'm not gonna let myself down again there's just no way. Like, I hated that. You get home and you're just like, damn, like, I wanted to do this. And you know what you wanted to do. Maybe no one else, maybe you didn't tell anyone, but you know what you wanted to do. Like, I knew what I wanted to do those first two summers and I didn't do it. And I wasn't going to tell myself I was going to do something again and then not do it. So I think that's something that I just took my goal very seriously of like, dude, if you say you're going to do this goal, you're going to do it. You're not going to not do it. doesn't matter what happened. And I didn't have, like, I did have belief. I knew I could do it. McKay was, like, huge and, like, I feel like instilling belief in me. Probably one of the biggest instilling belief in me because he's, like, seen it the whole time. He saw 2022 and it sucked. Um, and so he helped with belief. But I honestly didn't know, like, I was like, I know I can do a 1,000 accounts. I know I can because anybody can. Anybody can do a 1,000 accounts. But on the days where it was, like, hard and I didn't know if I was going to, it was like, dude, well, maybe you're not selling like you need to be to, need to today but you know the work that you have to do. That doesn't, like I committed, I had two goals in my head. I committed to my goal of a thousand accounts and a million. And then I committed to the work it took to get there. So like, even if the sales weren't adding up, it didn't matter because I still had another goal to hit. And so it just. Yeah, it, it, that that is something that I just don't think a lot of people have. Right? Not at all. Like, like Not at all. Like, I've never, I've, in all the landing pads, I don't know if I've ever heard a golden door like broken down into those two goals, which no. I think is, that makes sense to me. Yeah. The and number it, and then the process required to hit the number. I'm committed to both. And so either way, your bases are covered. And the fact is you have to be. You have to be. And it's just crazy. Like, yeah, the amount of people, dude, that like you didn't, you got to the point where I'm not letting myself down. And it took, when did you hit million? 
Halloween? October 31st. Halloween, October, dude. You, were you knocking up until then, or did you went out on a bullet? What, what did that no, look I like? I knocked the whole time. I came back for GPS after the summer, like three days. Yep. And then went back out. See, that is also like October. Wait, you hit it on Halloween. On Halloween. On yeah. Halloween. While other, while other kids were out there getting candy, you were out yeah. there getting credit cards. Like, But you, were, you also told yourself, I'll be out here as long as I need to. I'm telling you, anybody that's listening, that's what it takes. That is literally what it takes. And when you write down your goal and you say whatever it is, it could be 300K, 400K, whatever it may be, you just need to have in your mind, I will stay out as long as it bloody takes to hit my goal. Because if you don't, all of a sudden the stuff starts creeping into your head, right? You're like, well, I don't really like need, like, do I need this? Like that? all that stuff starts to creep in where if you're like, well, it almost lights a fire. Like, I don't want to be out here till Christmas. I don't, I don't want to be knocking doors on Halloween, but like, I'll do it because you were committed to the goal. Right. hundred yeah, percent. It didn't matter. And that's what helped me on like the days that got slow. Cause like I had slow days. Like I had like, like there was two days in there and it just didn't matter because like the, my very first day I was coming out swinging. I remember Cal I was like, dude, go out swinging, go out swinging. <laughs> I was like, all right, dude. Like I was fired up. Cold as hell in Portland. Portland. It was freezing, rain. It was yeah, it's great. But and I sold two. And I, I wrote in my journal the same journal. I was like, I was like, I, think I said like I was swinging. I was like, <laughs> I was, I was yeah. swinging. No, like, we're landing, but I was sure swinging. Yeah, yeah, I was swinging. Ben texted me the night before too, and I was just like, so I was like, I had I had the motion. Everything was that. I was like, all right, dude, let's go have a huge day. Sold two. Get back. I'm writing in my journal, and I I think I just wrote like two. Two out of a thousand or nine hundred ninety-eight left. It was like F it. Like let's two two down. Let's let's go. Yeah, because I actually didn't know that your goal. I thought your goal was like a golden door, and because you were just selling so well, it like morphed into a million. So you had the goal to do a million before you got mm-hmm. on the doors. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Goal. Dude, talk to us. We talked to the other Portland boys, right? Uh, Zach and Griff. The dogs. The dogs, dude. Dude, talk to us about like having dogs in your corner. What that does for you. Dude, it was so huge. Chasing Zach every day. Zach started started a lot hotter than I did. Um, chasing him every day. And then, like, Griff. Dude, I tell you, it's so annoying to get beat by a rookie. Yeah. So annoying. And he's, like, good. And so, like. Especially like, when you're good. Oh, yeah. Like, getting beat by a rookie, like, and you're selling, like, 100K, 120K, it's like, all right. Yeah. When you're selling 10K a day, it's like, what, what the hell is going on? Yeah, no, it was pissed. And he would, like, he would throw, he'd throw me down for, like, throw down Thursdays. And I was like, dude, get out of here. And then he'd, Disrespect. like, go and rip 10K. And I was like. Just like, oh, it was so annoying. But like, love Griff, love Zach. They were so huge. Just like keeping, you couldn't not be accountable. And like, it, the biggest thing is like, just working when you're not getting the result you want. So if I wasn't getting the result I wanted and I was against uh, Zach or Griff in a, in a throwdown Thursday, it was like, what are you going to do? Like, not knock? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you're not getting where you want. You don't have as many deals you want. They're 4K ahead of you. You're going to like, you just, it feels a fire that like you have to just keep on going because they're going to keep going. Like Griff's not slowing down. Griff's like the most just like, he doesn't care. He is so like, if he's at one at, at seven, he's in his head, like I'm going to get 10 K and he fully believes that. And I know that. So going against him every single day, it just kept the fire so hot. 
Yeah, because having guys just in having guys that just push you. It's like same thing. I was talking in the previous podcast. It's like, dude, people just don't recognize. Like, if you're a dog, that's great. You'll find your fourth gear and you'll get going, dude. But if you are surrounded by dogs, there's just another gear that you find. Like, do you feel like you found another gear this summer? Hundred percent. Especially seeing Zach. Zach rips so many accounts. He basically did a golden door off of like quarterlies, basically. Yeah. Like. He ripped like he did. So he, he would, he sold so many accounts. Um, it, yeah, it was, it was crazy just to keep them going. And then it elevates what you think is good. So instead of like, maybe if I was the only guy there that was, that was like doing like big, big, if I go out and have like a five day or six day, maybe I'm like, okay. That was like still like good. Even like that is, but if I have a five day or six day, one of Griff or Zach did 10. And so it's like, keeps you way more hungry and keeps you way more accountable to every day you have the same standard rather than letting it drop when there's only you there to rip yep. 10 a day. Coming out of the other yeah. side of a million dollar summer, I feel like you've done such a good job of like sharing like the real core of your journey from the time you switched over to this last summer when you, when you hit your golden or your million dollar on, on Halloween, like what's next for Carson Blazard? Like, You've done the golden door. You did the thing that you promised yourself you were going to set out to do. I I guess what I'm asking is like, how have your eyes opened? Maybe it's opportunity in the job. Maybe it's opportunity in life. Like, how would you say that like your life has changed since coming out the other side of this million dollar summer? Yeah. I just know now that like, I let myself down so many times growing up and in, in, in high school all growing up and then those first three summers. And then now I know like, dude, if you want something, you can go and get it. So like now I, I'm like, okay, I did a million once. That's sick. Now I got to go prove that I can do it again. And it's just always going to keep that fire. Like always, always pushing myself like to be uncomfortable. Now I love being uncomfortable. Whereas like, I used to like hate it. Like I was like, dude, if I'm not like, Hey, as soon as I got uncomfortable, I was out. out. I was gone. And now I think it just a total mind my like I just total switch up in how I think of like when I get uncomfortable I'm like excited do like, all right were you go. were you like because you say like you quit you quit you quit you hit it were you what was like the the tipping point for you why all of a sudden this third year were you like dude f it no I'm actually gonna do it if your entire life you not gonna say you're like a quitter I'm sure you were damn yeah. good at everything you did but it's like what was it this last year was it something at the grit was it something in your personal life what was it um, I think probably the tipping point was not like anything that happened like before well, it was, it was 2022 when I did, uh, when I hurt my, when I hurt my arm, I like, that was probably the first time that I really, really like really pushed myself. Like there was, um, there was times that summer that it was like, like, dude, like this sucks so bad. I can't explain it. I'm like, I. It sounds funny when I talk about it. I'm like, oh, this sounds like something like you hurt your arm, dude. It was like, I was like in so much pain. It was infected. I was like, wanted to knock so bad. Had to take six weeks off of, I had to not knock for six weeks before I got out there. Wanted to do a golden door so bad. I wanted the golden door so bad for something like physical pain to come in and like stop me. There was times around the doors, it would rain, rain so much right when I got there. So I had to go get like gloves latex gloves, put over my cast, put my rain jacket on over that because it couldn't get wet. And then it got infected and I was just trying to pitch people. 
And I just felt like every heartbeat in my wrist, just every one, every single heartbeat just clicked. And I felt every single one while I'm trying to pitch people and it just hurts. Couldn't touch my fingers. I was, I, that was the first time I pushed myself to a point where it was like, like I got to my breaking point and then like kept going a little bit and then just finally got to the point where I was like, dude, like I can't do, I can't keep knocking because it just hurts and I want to, but I, I just couldn't. And that honestly gave me a ton of confidence because I saw like where my breaking point actually was. And I was like, damn dude, like you can, you can push hard. So when it was October and I was still knocking and it was getting way cold, I would just think to myself, I was like, well, it's not as bad as when your wrist was jacked up. So like you can keep knocking now. You knocked then you can knock now you did that. And that's what gave me a ton of belief in myself to, to just do the work. Cause it, I don't know, obviously everything could get worse, but that like, as far as knocking circumstances, I don't like, there's just not much worse. Like that just sucked so bad that yeah. it gave me a ton of confidence. Cause like, dude, you've like, you've pushed yourself hard, like really hard. That was a huge cookie in the cookie jar, like the whole summer. Yeah. Cause and a lot of people like, dude, you never would have had that cookie in the cookie jar had you not like experienced that really, really hard thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Which like, I think that's going to be something in your entire life where now you've been able to look back and like conquer it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, you did it. You had that terrible circumstance. You're able to bounce back. And like, even because of that, you were able to be great. And do I ask this question to Corbin and I want to ask it to you as well, dude, in this job, selling a million is no joke. That is so much. That's just so much. It's a ton. Dude, so you have to have like skill. You actually have to be good. You have to have great qualities. What quality would you say, you know, there's going to be a ton of them. What like sales quality do you have or not even sales, any quality that like you can attribute your success to? As far as like sales quality, um, it's funny because I've been selling my dad on stuff since I was a kid. Like yeah. just trying to get him like do this or that or reach go on this, whatever it was. Um, I think as far as like a sales quality goes, I just will figure it out. I'll figure out how to get the deal. So it's like, if I got to help this lady move her furniture, I'm like, all right, dude, let's go move your furniture. Whatever it is, like I'll find a way to make it work. I'll find an angle. I think that's just finding an angle. Cause I've been selling, like I said, I've been selling my dad on stuff. Like I was like, dude, I want a dirt bike. So I like came up with this plan for me to get a dirt bike. Just, I've been able, like just figuring it out. So I think just yeah. the figure it out muscle of like whatever it takes on every door. I'm like, all right, well, I can get it. Like they tell me like a hard no off the bat. That's my favorite. Cause I'm like, all right, let's go. Like, people don't realize it's getting until you say yes. Scrappy yeah. and athletic. Oh yeah. <laughs> my favorite. You have to, I mean, you have the amount of times you have moving old ladies, furniture, helping mow the lawns, like bringing groceries inside. Like you, you do what you gotta do. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite pictures that's ever been sent in the history of Pronto. It makes this point. Perfect is I remember Cody, in Chicago, who sold 1,728 accounts that summer, was mm. in this woman's yard pulling weeds. <laughs> oh, I've seen that. You've made like a, a, at least a few hundred thousand dollars up to this point, and you're in this woman's flower bed, just weeding, pulling yeah. stuff out, all to, all to get your 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 quarterly deal. So to your point, yeah. like, that's just what it takes. Yeah. It takes it takes getting crazy, athletic, and scrappy. So. I think it is so interesting to hear the different ways that these golden doors talk about what it takes to do what they do on the doors. 
there's just no way to get around it. It's like they've just become, whether it's through the other hard things that they've done or because they're so committed to their goal or so committed to their people, the common thread in all of it is that Carson, Corbin, you pick, they're so comfortable being in that uncomfortable place. Yeah. They can sit on that door and rally through <laughs> 10, 15, 20 no's because it's just not that uncomfortable for them. No. It was. It for sure was. At some oh, yeah. point it was. But be, they're so much more comfortable than your average person being uncomfortable that it allows them to withstand circumstances and, and frankly, situations on the porch that most people just can't. <laughs> no. Most people just don't have the guts. Cars, this this is the question that we want to end with. It's It's the question that we're asking at the end of every podcast. The time has absolutely flown. Out of all things... What is grit? Not necessarily the company. What does grit mean to you? I've been excited for this question. Um, and I think grit to me, uh, really short answer is just, it's thinking it's, it's at all costs thinking about the end goal, like C equals equals B plus a, not a, a plus B equals C you get, you go out. Grit is getting what you want, no matter what, if it's saying until October, if it's staying in, Till if it's knocking at 8 a.m. on Halloween and people are just way confused, like doesn't matter what it is, you're going to get what you want, what you set out to do. The stuff in between does, doesn't matter. That is, that is grit to me. Yeah. I love that. That, that just needs to be the, the clip. And that is, it's just so true, dude. It's just getting it done. Yeah. No matter the cost, whatever you put your head to actually getting it done, but figure it out. And you did it. Yeah. And congratulations, Mike. Are you done Thank with you. the mill? You're able to relax for a couple of months. I'm sure you'll oh, be yeah. getting out there in the next week or so. But, hey, at least you had a couple of good months off uh, November and December uh-huh. until you get back on the road. Cars, dude, it was absolutely unreal having you on. If Jeez. this episode resonated with you, because I know it did with me, if this yeah. episode, like, hit a string where you're like, dude, that is relatable. Like, oh, that makes sense the way that he's talking about that. If you want to work with someone like Carson, if you want to work with Carson, Reach out. Instagram, we'll, we'll make sure he's tagged. We're going to have all the posts uh, on our story going up and everything. If you want to work with this guy, the only thing that's stopping you uh, is fear. And so, mispronouncing his last name, Blazard. Yeah, yeah that can get tricky. <laughs> I'll let it slide. Cars, thanks for being on. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That's for this episode of The Landing Pad. We out.